You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one man. Have a listen. Hi, Jeff. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us. Um, it's been a, a pretty good start of the football year um, on the pitch. The lads are doing well. We find ourselves clear at the top of the league. But um, off the pitch, I guess, there's all sorts of things going on in the background that we don't see. And I guess this is an opportunity for you to, to get across the fans just where we are um, off the field as well as other, other things. So, first of all, um, um, thanks again for joining us. So where, are we, where are we at the moment? Um, obviously, we're doing well on the field, but off the field, what are we up to? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Well, thanks for coming down and uh, having a chat. I think, obviously, we should all be pretty pleased with our league position. You know, here we are, games in hand, top of the league. But obviously a tough, you know, we're at the business end of the season, if you like to use that cliche. And, uh, you know, we've got to get through the next few months, but I'm very confident we're going to finally get out of this division. (laughs) I don't want to jinx it by making that prediction, but, you know, we're in a very strong place. So, on the field, very happy. Off the field, lots going on. Um, And we are making some good progress. You know, this year we've had the opening of the new stand. Uh, that brought about a whole host of operational challenges, um, but you know we've got a lot of the boxes now sold. I think we've got a lot of happy customers who use the boxes, um, and our crowds are sort of fairly stable generally. You know the fans are still back in the club. Fan levels are not quite the averages that they were last year, but because we've got this second half ahead and an exciting run in, I'm sure the fans will continue to get behind the club. Um, I think it's fair to say financially things are tough um, and that's not meant to be sort of you know a kind of a doom a doomsday sort of negative <laughs> negative comment it's just you know here we are we've got eight home games left this season we're into our, our second half of the financial year so not to bore everybody but you know our year end is the end of June so January the 1st through to the end of June is obviously the second half of our financial year uh, but with only eight home games, we know we're going to have some cost pressure. And one of my challenges, Chris, is to make sure that we continue the investment in the first team, that whole infrastructure around the first team, the management structure, all that goes with that. Uh, and obviously I've got to protect that because quite clearly that's uh, that's imperative to, to you know achieve the, the uh, success that we want. Absolutely. So... Um on the field, there's a, there's a there's a feel good factor around the club at the moment, um, but you guys in the background, you you, you can't stand still. So, um, are there any things going on in the background that would be of interest to supporters as, as as this season progresses? Yeah, I mean it's it's funny you should mention it because we've we've been talking to uh, you know the, the management team internally have been talking about what kind of initi- initiatives can we launch mm. to try and. Uh, you know, improve our financial position in the second half of the year. And I think we've got some exciting ideas. I'll just share some of them with you now. Okay. Um, for example, um, one idea which we're, we're going to implement and we're going to execute on fairly soon is for, share, uh, sorry, for season ticket holders to have a three-year offer frozen, prices frozen at the current price point. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bold move, but the idea is three years... Um, what we what what fans have paid this this season 
frozen for three years, but frankly, obviously paid up front. Mm -hmm. That will help our cash flow. It'll protect that players' budget I touched on earlier. And um, you know, when we run the numbers, you know, if we can get a decent uptake on that, um, what it does mean, of course, is that the fans get a massive benefit because you know we're going to get hopefully promoted this year. Yeah. We're still ambitious to continue progress, you know, progression thereafter. So who knows? You know, people could be paying sort of Northern Premier League prices today for their three-year season ticket, uh, season ticket, and actually enjoying National League football in three years' time. So that's the pitch to the fans. But what's important is yes, there's a massive benefit to them, mm -hmm. um, but also let's be frank, a massive benefit to the club because we're going to get that three years' worth of income early. Yeah. That, as I've just said, will help us from a cash flow and a P&L point of view, and certainly help us protect that player's budget that I touched on earlier. So that's one example, you know, and, and you know, you asked the question and we've got a few others and I'd love to say they're all my ideas because they're not, the lads around me have done a great job in coming up with these thoughts and ideas. So the second one is a very similar idea, you know, with our sponsors, again, a very similar approach, freeze the price point for three years, get the sponsors to back the club, whether, whether they're sponsors who've taken a crowd facing board or a pitch facing board mm. or who have got broader sponsorship arrangements with the club and um, the idea is whatever they're committed to this season if they can commit for a three-year period we'll freeze the price point for that three-year period obviously on condition we collect the cash early so we'll be doing yeah. it and collecting cash earlier uh, um, as before so that you know that applies to the sponsors and then thirdly similar idea with the box holders mm -hmm. you know um, would the box holders be interested in again securing prices at this year's rates and then enjoying three years worth of football and potentially watching National League, National League North football, certainly, uh, for the same price. Now, I'm not saying that any of that's particularly rocket science, Chris, but what it does, and I'm sure everyone will appreciate it, it helps us address this second half mm -hmm. financial challenge um, by just generating cash early. But what I haven't said is that you might, you know, people might, you know, listening to this might think, well, aren't we just sort of creating a problem further down the line yeah because you've taken six months you're covering six months yeah and taking in a three-year three period yeah but what we have done is we've modeled the club very very carefully and there's a couple of things that i'd say firstly promotion obviously we believe will bring bigger crowds more tasty uh, competitive games with local opposition mm -hmm. so we've modeled that um, there will be price increases for non-season ticket holders etc so you know gate prices will increase mm -hmm. a little um so that's all being modelled again in our financial plan. And then thirdly, um, what I haven't said is that we've got a very exciting project that we've just completed and agreed in terms of the legals. The planning for it's been going on for a number of months and we're busy now executing on it. But that is a, a plan to launch um, an international academy. So we've, we've Another one? Well, Another academy? <laughs> well, this, this is quite different in the sense that it's an international academy aimed at sort of undergraduate and postgraduate students largely from the US, but from other geographies as well. We've been working closely with the university for quite a number of months now. So Sunderland University are, for those that are interested, you know, they, they've already got a massive track record at acquiring international students. So they've already, they know how to do it. Um, we've designed a series of courses with them. So, you know, the, it could be that the student's gonna, you know, study a one year MBA, or it could be another, you know, sports science degree. There's a, there's a, there's a range of curricula or curriculum options for the student um, and then all of their football delivery will be delivered here um, and obviously we've already got the infrastructure you know we've yeah. spent money on 
the three G pitch. We've got the training facilities uh, with our partnership with Harton and West Main as welfare. But predominantly, they'll be using the three G here, which is you know largely underutilized in the afternoons. Yes. So the academic delivery will be in the morning, the the footballing delivery in the afternoon. We've modelled all of that. And without boring everybody too much with the detail, the important point to make is that is a game changer. So, you know, we've modelled that for next financial year. It makes a massive positive contribution to the club. So that's why we can be a little bit more bold with these kind of early bird, you know, mm -hmm. you know, freezing prices for three years. Yes, it's a bold move, but it's it's bold only because we know we can deliver it, knowing that we've got that kind of little um you know that that kind of benefit of the international academy and the revenues that that will bring. So, in summary, you know, it it's it's an initiative. Those three things I've just described are initiatives to do really drive revenue and cash collection in the second half. Uh, but with the assurance that we've got a plan for next financial year, mm. as I've just said, promotion, launch of the international academy. And um, you know all of that combined really does mean we've got a, a you know an excellent, excellent, uh, an exciting future. But it's just as always, you know, when you're in the trenches, day to day, we we you know we're fighting to make mm. sure that the the club prospers. Yeah. And, and and that's difficult in the second half when if you imagine you know we're a business that's going to trade for six months but with only eight home games. Yeah. yeah. So you know the revenue potential over that second half is limited. Obviously, we're doing all we can to drive other events, you know, non-football related, non-match day events. But certainly, um, the initiatives I've just summarised would go a massively long way to fixing that problem. Because, of course, normally we see um, English or British students go to America footballing for football um, related stuff. You know, we've had them here. We've yeah. had lads who've come back from America. So is that going to be, is that a similar thing so we instead of yeah. look we're, we're actually welcoming international lads over here yeah and you might think well is that the right approach but you know firstly there's there's a, one or two models that you know we're not sort of sending a rocket to the moon if you like because uh for example there's um an organization called eye to eye who are you know a very credible footballing academy uh, they work in conjunction with york university and northumbria university and they do exactly what i've just described and they've got something like 300 students on their books. So my point is, um, we're not trying to copy or replicate their model, we're gonna try and enhance it. Yeah. You know, We're gonna be the only full-time professional football club with an international academy. Yeah. And that, you know, you wonder why, because you know, why haven't the higher level clubs done it? And I do, I do ask that question to myself, but I think it's largely that the numbers involved are important to us, mm -hmm. but maybe less so for clubs at a much higher level of the football pyramid. So my point is that in answer to your question about you know attracting students from the US but from other geographies, um, it isn't something that we've just kind of dreamed up and thought, oh this sounds like a good idea. It's a proven model. I've mentioned you know a local competitor that does something similar. Mm -hmm. We're going to enhance that because as I say we're a professional football club and we're going to have this quite unique relationship mm. and it's it is totally unique. So we think we can attract talent from the US and other geographies and we've got partners already established. We've got people signed up who are going to work with us and work with the university to attract that talent. So we're very, very confident we can deliver. Excellent. So um, in terms of coaching, will we be utilize, would you utilise some of the current coaching staff or, or, or 
extra coach is going to be needed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, both. Yeah, we'll be using um, existing resource, but we'll be enhancing it. And we're in discussions with a number of people um, and some fairly big names, you know, that will come along and join join the coaching staff. I can't quite reveal no, no. some of that just now. But yeah, uh, that coaching team and the calibre of it are, cl are clearly very important because if you're, a, you know, for example, a US student, looking at South Shields Football Club, you'll want to know that the, the calibre of the coaching is absolutely top, top, top yeah. rate. Yeah. And, and that's what we'll do. There'll be some supporters out there, um, well, there'll be a few, thinking about what you've said and there'll be th cogs will be turning in heads and thinking, hold on, um, it's a s six months, second half of a financial year and you're, you're looking at three years, they're going to bank the money. Um, and people will ask that. Oh, you're banking money early. What are you going to do with it? Um, what What would be your general answer to that? Well, it's very simple. You know, I, I, I kind of dumb it down a little bit, and I apologise if it's too much. So, but you know, here we are. Imagine we've got a business that's going to trade for six months. Mm. We're We're going to be effectively open for eight days in six months. Mm. The eight home games. Yeah. We've got the players' costs and all of the other overhead associated with the club, which, by the way, we manage very tightly. Yes. And we're very, very careful with how we spend our money. That's an important message. But, you know, a big proportion of our cost base is on players' wages, management infrastructure to support the players' environment. So we want to protect that, as I keep saying. So, um, so it's not the case that we're going to be banking a load of money and sort of sticking it in a deposit account or I'm going to you know, disappear to Barbados for a fortnight, I wish. <laughs> uh, no, genuinely, joking aside, that, you know, the money is going to be used for working capital purposes yeah. to get us through the next six months, uh, to invest as well, you know, but also to protect the investments we've already made. So it's, it's really, a, as I say, um, a prudent approach, you know, we're not yes. trying, this, is, this isn't knee-jerk, this isn't ill-thought-out, we've really thought it through very carefully, we've ran all of the numbers, and I wouldn't want anybody to think that somehow we're just sort of trying to take advantage of fans. I think there's a massive, massive benefit to the fans, the sponsors, the box holders, because as I keep repeating, they're going to get this huge benefit of freezing prices now. Um, we clearly will get the benefit of the cash early. Mm -hmm. As I keep repeating, that's going to help us fund the next six months. But the important point again is that beyond that six month period, We've got this very clear plan. You know, we we will be promoted. We believe, we will have launched the international academy, and we will have those international students coming on stream in September twenty three, and suddenly the whole landscape. It's a real game changer. The whole yeah. landscape changes, and the the P and L and the cash the cash flow for the club is significantly enhanced. Uh, unfortunately, we aren't there yet. No. So we've got this six months of kind of not wilderness but mm. we've got six months of difficulty and and if I can get the fans and the sponsors to you know as they always have done step up help the club in this period it would be a fantastic achievement and I'd be you know really delighted if they could help us um so in in general then we're in a good place but we're not we're no different to other clubs yeah we are in a great place you know as we said earlier you know Footballing wise, Kevin and the lads have done a great job, so we're we're in a commanding position. But you're right, you know, you hear of other clubs that are in difficulty. Um, I mean, there's so many examples recently, but you know, Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe's probably the best one. Steely, Steely Bridge have just announced yeah, a twenty yeah, percent cut in player, yeah. players' budget. Yeah, it's very sad. 
uh, but you know it's an economic reality for take the Staley Bridge thing. I know the chairman there reasonably well, and uh, you know they they're trying to do the right thing. You know they've got lower crowds than us, arguably maybe not quite the same facilities that we enjoy. Uh, but you know a club that's got a, a rich history Absolutely. and and they're, and they're keen to make sure they run the club correctly and, and prudently, and. Um, and hence, as you know, Chris, they've, they've announced a sort of 20% reduction yeah. in the players' wage bill. And that will undoubtedly mean the loss of certain talent. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to avoid here. And that's what I'm sure we will avoid. But obviously, it will be certainly a great, great help if sponsors and fans could step mm -hmm. up. And to repeat myself for the nth time, you know, we're not asking for charity because the fans get a massive benefit in return. Um, so everybody wins. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I hope we can achieve. So, you know, that was a very long-winded answer to your earlier question of what thoughts and ideas have you got planned for the second half? Well, there's three examples. Yeah. Um, we're also trying to drive a whole host of non-match day events. Yes. Um, we're going to try and really push and promote the remaining eight home games. Um, non-match day events, for example, we've got the sort of uh, Soleil's and the St. Nile yeah. events. <laughs> so we're just going to try and keep doing as much as that as we can, you know. Again, driving income, driving revenues so that we can protect this second half and uh, and get ourselves into a really strong position, you know, a newly promoted club in the National League North, and then with a, a club that's also got a newly launched International Academy. And what an absolutely unbelievable outturn that would be, and I'm very confident we can deliver it. Sounds sounds incredible. Sounds incredible. Thank well, Jeff, um, thanks for, for joining, joining us, for, just you. for that short little update for supporters. Um, I'm sure we'll get together in the not too distant future to give another update on other other items that might come up as the season progresses um i wish you well thanks chris and um well hopefully everybody will uh will 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 take this on board and um hopefully yeah. keep supporting thank you the news will follow on all of those initiatives in due course so thanks again chris Cheers. you're welcome my pleasure thank you bye for now thanks for listening to this mariners podcast there'll be another one along soon before you can see it. Robert Briggs.